you're listening to Baby Steps with Matt and Adam, where we learn the basics of the Christian faith together through steps so small they seem ridiculous. Let's get going. Coming in at number five of the Ten Commandments, you shall not murder. What does this mean, Adam? Glad you asked, Matt. It means we should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Whoa, that was good. Can you say that again? Yeah, there's a couple parts to it, so I'll say it again. We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Do not murder. You shall not murder. Why does God have to say this? Well, God has to say this because, just to quickly remind you of the story, as soon as Adam and Eve are expelled from the Garden of Eden, uh, they've been promised that there'll be a child who will get them back into the Garden of Eden, that there'll be a child born of of Eve that Mm -hmm. will save them. So all the hope is on Cain and Abel. Right. (laughs) And so the first story outside of the Garden with the children of God's promise is a story of Cain getting upset and jealous about how God responds to their offering. And God says, yeah, that's not quite right, Cain. And Abel, I like yours. But Cain, don't worry. Here's the way to do it. I'll walk you through it. And Cain says, cool, Lord, thanks. And he finds his brother and kills him. So right off the bat, murder is a thing for the human race outside of the Garden of Eden. It's just a thing. And it needs to be addressed. So it is an instinct that is now within humanity after leaving paradise. Yes. And so God then says, uh, as he's forming the nation of Israel, he's forming his Mm -hmm. people who will be a kingdom of priests. That means the Israelites are going to be ministering God's presence and his voice and his, his ability to reclaim the earth as a good and beautiful and wonderful place. He's going to use this group of people. And he says, here are the words that will define you. Mm. So I think of like Abraham, Abraham, you're going to be the father of nations. And Abraham's going, how can that be? I can't make a baby and I don't belong in this land. And God says, I know, I always tell you who you are first before you Mm -hmm. even become that. Because the promise of God is saying, I'm your dad. You're part of my family now. Here's how we behave in our, under the reign and rule of Christ in our house. And when you're dealing with other people, the first thing I want you to know is don't kill them. Right. Which, ironically, he's talking to Moses, mm-hmm. who is a known murderer. Moses did kill an Egyptian, trying to get uh, justice for his people. So here's the leader of God's people on earth being told, okay, here, let me define you. You yes. are not murderers. So the question to Moses is, well, how will this be? I'm already a murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And that's where the 10 words or the 10 commandments is what we're in the middle of right now, is defining who the people of God will be. And as soon as we get out of loving the Lord your God Mm -hmm. and obeying your parents, it's now you're going to go out of this safe structure and interact with others. And I have to tell you, the law, its first use is always to curb bad behavior. Correct. So our God says, you aren't the people who kill. Do not kill. That's not how we do it in our household. It's what we would teach my kids. You're a barcot, so you don't kill people. Great, you're gonna great have rule. A, you're going to have a baby. Yeah. This baby, you're going to say, yeah, we don't kill people. And we teach little kids this right mm-hmm. away. 
We say, don't call that stupid. Don't say hate. No, we don't just grab toys from other kids. That's the curb of the law. So we have don't kill anyone. And for most of us, that's a, okay, we can check that box and move on. We should be done. But Jesus Jesus. always has to press the point. Yes. And moves from the law being just a curb to your behavior to now holding up the mirror to reveal what's in our hearts. Right. So when Jesus is talking to uh, his initial disciples, so when he starts his ministry, he gives something called the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. And again, Jesus says, blessed, you're going to be happy under my leadership. Before you've done anything, you're going to, you're poor, but you're going to get the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And the second one there, he says, blessed are you who mourn, for you shall be comforted. Like you're going to be comforted even when bad things happen. So he holds up the mirror of don't murder. And he holds up the mirror of you're going to be comforted when horrible things happen. I'm going to be with you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to replace everything. But the mirror really is saying to the original audience, you feel good about not killing. Most of us right. can say, I've never killed anybody. And, right. that, and that's true. But it's just like... It goes deeper. It goes deeper. Than and, just our actions. And so when Jesus holds up the mirror, he says, okay, look a little closer. You haven't killed anybody because you've obeyed the curb of the law. Mm-hmm. But look closer. Do you know where murder comes from? Hate. Hate and anger. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus then takes don't murder to the next level of... Don't even have anger in your hearts. Towards another person. Do not have anger in your heart toward another person. And so this now is put on us, which is even harder. Right. It's like, oh no, what do we do? What, what do we do? Because now we recognize, and this is what the 10 words really get into, is showing we have a heart problem. Mm-hmm. And that within our heart, all of this sin is produced. And so now Jesus is saying, yeah, I know you feel good because you haven't physically killed anyone, but that murderous intent lurks within you and is waiting to be released. It will work itself out in you. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? So just like Moses, what do, you, what do I do? I'm a murderer. What right. do I do? I have anger in my heart. And that's right. where Jesus holds up this law, don't murder, as a guide that as you mature, you're becoming the kind of people who will not murder under the reign and rule of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so Christ looks at your heart and he says, that's why I'm here. I am the God in the flesh come to change your hearts and to, I'm not done working on you. Mm -hmm. So you're aiming for it and he's not demanding perfection. He's saying, I'm going to be perfect. So we see Jesus Christ get murdered. Yeah. We see him have the worst possible things happen where his own people he's there to save turn on him. And yet what does Jesus do? He peacefully goes to his death. He loves even his enemies. Yes. Even on the cross, he yes. says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And so now this is who we are becoming. This is what we're going to begin to look like. We're being guided into the kind of people who can even love our enemies. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so good. Right. So that's <laughs> the law then, don't murder, becomes deeper and it becomes more, oh, no, I think I, I do carry anger. And mm-hmm. anger flashes up in an instant, just driving, you know? Like, anger is yeah. always going to be a part of our bodies because our bodies are under the reign and rule of death. Mm-hmm. We're going to die, and so there's death in us. But thanks be to God who sent Jesus Christ. And from Jesus Christ, he gave us the Holy Spirit to change our hearts. Yeah. And so that's where we really end up is that with 
thou shalt not murder, we've been given Christ who took the, our murder upon himself. Yeah. And now has given us new hearts to grow into to the point where we can actually love our enemies. But this anger comes not only just from us being angry at people, mm-hmm. but a lot of our anger springs up because others are angry at us. Correct. Yeah. So when other people begin to attack us and try to take things from us, we then seek to have our own justice, take the law in our own hands and take out vengeance upon others. Right. And all we do is end up becoming stuck in a cycle of violence. Exactly. And Christ breaks in and says, hey, when you're angry, bring it to me. I am the God of justice. Mm-hmm. I am the God of righteousness. I am the God who's paid for it and now can offer peace. So even to the point when your enemy lies about you, tries to ruin your livelihood and would kill you if he or she could, mm-hmm. if they even had the courage to do that, but they probably won't because they're curbed by the law. Yeah. But even when that happens, bring that offense to me. I will take it and replace the truth that they can't kill God. Mm. And this God is for you. And this God saves you. And I will replace peace where they're trying to put anxiety and fear. Mm. I will replace life even when they take your life from mm-hmm. you. This is what we're aiming for. It's impossible in my own strength to do this. Mm-hmm. And it requires constant repentance and faith. God, forgive me. I'm trying to fight for justice. I'm so mad at this guy. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, though. I know that holding this anger only produces, it's the root of bitterness, and bitterness leads to anger, and anger leads to murder in some way or another. Somewhere, yeah. And so the law, don't kill, is don't even play around with anger. Right. But it also has a second part, which is what we've already touched on a little bit, which is now you are the people who help a neighbor. Yeah. So if you see someone in harm... Or there's a way you can help by testifying the truth about oops, the truth about a situation. You speak it. The truth uh, where you can help someone in mm-hmm. actual trouble, speak it. Or if you can l- reach out your hand and save them from drowning, you do that. You just don't. It's not just don't hurt people. It's now be active. Yes, you have authority to love people who mm-hmm. are hurting. And our fear there is, well, it's going to entangle me in a huge mess. And God again says, don't worry. I have all authority and power. I'll I be, can help you. I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of people you are becoming to not just revenge. You're way beyond revenge. Now it's towards disseminating love. And forgiveness. And forgiveness. I which... think this is, so this is a big part. And I think for most of us, what we end up in was we always end up in fantasy conversations mm-hmm. or imagine, like in our own heads about like, oh, I should say this. And when someone's hurt us, We imagine how we can get back at them. But now the kind of people we're becoming through the Holy Spirit is we take those conversations to God. We take our murderous intent to Jesus because he can handle it. And he says, I will heal you and restore you. Mm -hmm. And now I will empower you to forgive. Yeah. And now through that forgiveness, you can now engage in a reality where you can love someone else. Who hates you. Because remember, our God is the God of life. He's the God of love. This is what he's all about. And this is what he's producing in us through the law, even the law, which curbs our behavior, 
It shows us our hearts. He changes our hearts, and now the law becomes a guide. I want to be the kind of person under the reign of Christ who goes and helps the solution, not the problem. Mm. And forgiveness is the only way to stop the cycle of violence and anger. Amen. Fifth commandment, you shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.